Hi, I'm Ulrika Wieberg, and this is SEO in 2024. Ulrika, what is your number one SEO tip for 2024? So my number one tip is to start thinking uh, branding with a technical layer. Uh, that means having a technical layer on your website and around your, your brand so that the AI in the future that we are now already uh, living with or having around us, testing, etc., understands who you are and what you do and what you, your business does, etc., on the internet. It's going to make it much easier for them to understand what your business is about and or who you are. So that is my, that is my advice. Start thinking branding as a technical practice. Okay, a technical layer around your brand maybe sounds complicated. Are you just talking about schema there? Yeah, so schema is a part of it. That's a, that's a way of uh, implementing it, but we're talking mostly of entities and entities that you're, uh, you're, you and your brand is connected with or associated with. And you have to start thinking about that, who, what kind of entities and re relevant topics you talk about and surround your name around. In here as well, because now it starts to be a bit broad, but here, very important is to think about EEAT and how you become the expert or the experienced person to build trust and authority around you and your brand. Okay, so you're teaching search engines what uh, yeah, your brand represents and what you're an expert in. Are you talking about more broadly wherever your brand exists online as well? So also in social channels as well? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So social channels, but other websites and like, so I'm building my brand right now doing this, for example. And why do we do this? You might ask, why is that important? Well, so... <laughs> you like having conversations with me, I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that is a part of it, but... Uh, also, the language models, they need to verify that that you are who you say you are and that the content that you put online is indeed accurate. Because we have seen, you know, they spit out all kinds of stuff. They, the AI models, they hallucinate when they, you talk to them. So they don't have everything covered yet, but they're working on it. And one way of working on it is to verify that the, the things they find on the internet and then do a generative answer or reply to you is verified by checking the EEAT for, for the entity in like that they're talking about or asking about. Understood. So it's ba it's, it's ba it, it could be your fault. I'm talking about um, <laughs> the listener's fault um, for the fact that the AI hallucinates because perhaps what they're being fed, as in what the entity is about, isn't consistent. And sometimes it goes off topic a little bit. Yeah. We've been focusing on like content and all kinds of content and content that doesn't really relate to each other. We, we focus on content that is sprung out of one keyword, one landing page, kind of SEO optimized the way, the way that you used to do and then links in between it's, and then, then links to, to your content. And that's how we optimize it. But now we have to connect everything and make sure that it is connected. And so it is relevant to our brand and our person. So also the AI or the machines in this case understands exactly what it is that you want and 
and what you want to be associated with so that they can see your expertise or, or experience in it. Now, the majority of people listening to this are SEOs and they probably work with other marketing departments, maybe digital PR departments, and maybe they've got a different idea of what the brand's about and what it represents and what content it should be associated with. So is it possible for an SEO to influence other departments like that to try and ensure that they don't talk about content that doesn't immediately relate to what the brand's about? Yeah, that's going to be a tricky one. We all know that. But uh, I hopefully the company or the brand has an overall digital strategy where you talk about the topics that is actually important and relevant to your brand. And then you don't talk about the, all the other things because then you're diluting your brand anyways. So it's not just for this, but also for how you are seen in general, I guess. So I guess as, as well as determining what your brand is about and what content you write about, how it relates to your brand and what content should be produced, you should also perhaps be producing a list of content that your brand isn't about, that goes to left field, that on the face of it looks related, but actually isn't targeting your ideal customer and probably shouldn't be talked about on your, on your website. Yeah, 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 exactly. So this is like a typical thing that brands do, uh, especially when they're starting up, when they're not that big yet, but they want to be seen as big. They talk about everything and they do everything. And after a while, when you do the rebrandings, like practices, you kind of consolidate everything that you're actually doing and that you're good at. And you don't talk about the other stuff because it is actually not very helpful. So are there any other ways that we should go about structuring the content, choosing the content, marking up the content to make life easier for AI to understand what we're, what we're about? I guess you have to, where, there is this thing that I'm not going to talk much about, but I heard it a lot and it's called the entity juice. And it's the entities that is connected to each other and that is also going to be connected to your entity. Yeah, so those are gained by structured data, but also nested structured data. The same as, or this person has always also done this, or this brand is also mentioned here, or and I'm also doing this and that. For example, I work with a large e-commerce for books online, and where we can nest all kinds of data together with the author, the books, the list of books, the other sort of books, and the categories of books, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. And you can go bananas with this uh, and try to do it as much as possible. I mean, structured data is a blunt tool in itself because there are not that many types to use, but use it as much as you can and nest it to other topics in the close by, like where, where appropriate and where it makes sense. Yeah, I I mean, the challenge is that some people are going to be using structured data where it's not appropriate and using the wrong structured data. And obviously, we've experienced Google making decisions not based upon how our websites are marked up because it thinks it knows better and AI is going to do that as well. So does that mean that eventually structured data will be ignored and, and won't be as required as much as AI gets better at determining what content is on, on a web page? I don't think it's going to be ignored, but it's going to be evolved, I think. I'm guessing here because I have no actual insights, but <laughs> that would be for me because it's make, it makes it easier for the machines to, uh, to read the content if it is actually tagged 
with some structured data or some some language that the machines understands much better. But human language isn't super easy to understand from a machine point of view. I mean, up until like 95% or something, it is somewhat easy, but then comes context, etc. We have words, similar words for completely different things. And they misunderstand us, which makes it so much easier to to understand what kind of contexts are we in, what are we actually talking about. It, it makes it easier for them to understand the, the full text if we just point them in the right direction. So I don't think it's going to be ignored ever. It's going to be evolved. And is this still a fairly manual process to optimally mark up your content with schema? Or is this something that we can automate? Can, can we actually automate the insertion of schema? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I automate it with, uh, with my developers. I, I add what kinds of, of schema is going to be in what kind of template. And then they, uh, in a JSON LD file, and then they just populate it with the actual content taken from different places on, on the page. But for example, an article is always going to be an article. The type is always going to be the type. And then you put in the author or the, the content or the uh, abstract, et cetera, from the text, from the content on page. Yeah, so there's an initial workload to be done, but then it's automated. Got you. Okay. Okay. And is there any, any way that we can better structure our content to make it more readable, more easily to be understood by machines? I mean, for instance, do we need to include some initial uh, summary piece at the beginning of our content? Do we need to better up, um, mark up with subheadings or incorporate certain elements to, to, to make it um, easier to understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the format is, of course, important as well here. Uh, but that is already important. That is basic SEO. So I guess that's already, you know, included. Uh, we have to do that or we should do that. <laughs> Okay, so best practice hasn't changed in terms of making your web page easy to understand from, from AI's perspective instead of a search engine's perspective. Exactly, exactly. Always have the user in front of you and always prioritize the user. I think you can't go wrong when you do that. And then you put up a, put a technical layer on top of that to, to make it easier for the machines to understand what context you're in. What about brands that operate in many different areas? Um, it, it's, it's more challenging for AI to understand, I guess, what that brand represents then. If you were starting a new line of product, would it be sensible nowadays to actually start up a new website if it's not directly in relation to the, 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 the products that you currently offer? I mean, that's a million dollar question, really, where... I think the SEO community is a bit divided because, yeah, you don't want you want, would want to have have the large website behind you and the in the and the age of it and and the domain authority and everything that makes it easier for the new product line to evolve and develop on the SERP. But on the other hand, you don't want to dilute the brand name and the products too much. So maybe if it's if it's something very different. Maybe you should create a new brand and a new website. That would make sense, wouldn't it? And then you connect them through the, uh, the actual company behind the both two brands, which is maybe not exactly the same thing. For example, 
Uh, I'm I'm from Sweden, right? So I live and breathe H and M because it's yeah, it's a Swedish brand. <laughs> but they have several brands. So there's H and M, but then there's also Kaas and then Arket and and all the, all the other different stores. And they have different names and different stores and different strategies, but they're all connected back to the mother company H and M. So that makes sense because otherwise it would be. Okay, absolutely. That's that, that's certainly a way of doing it. So I think in essence, you, what you're saying is, if you're launching a new suite of products that is aimed at a different target market to your current target market, then you would probably err on the side of launching a new domain name and then having an overarching central brand that both belong to, but the in terms of website user experience, they're not together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But this is only uh, relevant if if the products indeed differ a lot, if they don't differ a lot, that no longer makes sense. <laughs> then you should, then would you want? The reason why I said same target market rather than same products is you could get products that are completely different, but they appeal to the same target market. So in, in, in that instance, would you, would you not want to put them on the same website? Even although they're different, they're, they're still appealing to the same user. I think this is a it depends kind of question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think that depends on the products, the markets and the situation and the overall digital strategy or the strategy of the business, the business strategy, how you want to proceed with that, how you want to be perceived uh, by just by your users, but also by machines and, and, and Googles and Bings out there. If an SEO is struggling for time, what should they stop doing right now so they can spend more time doing what you suggest in 2024? So they should stop doing SEO in isolation in terms of one keyword, one landing page, and, and build lots of links to those landing pages. Start doing semantic clusters instead and connect them with each other. Start building entity dues between yourself and your brand and your products and your services. And go out there and create uh, instances of yourself or your brand on other pages that is talked about, about your brand and you in, in ways of, of in topics that is rela- relevant to you so that you also can start building your uh, thought leadership. I think that is super important. Rika Weiberg is CEO and Senior SEO at Unicorn. You can find her over at unicorn.se. Rika, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2024. Thank you so much for, for having me. It was a pleasure, as always. I've been your host, David Bain. Get your copy of SEO in 2024, the book, over at seoin2024.com. <laughs>